Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile, everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at OxyPow.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, world-class city. By M-Drive, take our short quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. By Summer Skates, show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. By Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And by the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. I know there's a lot of hockey fans tuning in right now because this is our NHL Draft Week. Six podcasts out of seven days this week. This one is uh, our Club Hockey Southwest Weekly Podcast. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Stephen, if you hear a lot of dings and stuff going on, we're about ready to get uh, pounded with some monsoon storms, so don't don't mind that. We're going to continue and uh, go on the show. Um, how are you? Good. I, I'm really jealous because don't we wish – you're talking about thunderstorms, and I think we might get some here – that we could be in Seattle, man. I mean, look at that. I mean, that was a gorgeous setting they had there for the expansion draft. We just finished up. Boy, I wish we could be in Seattle, but we're not. But that's okay. We're here doing the show, and that's great. But what a what a beautiful scenery in Seattle's expansion draft just took place. But but otherwise, yeah, yeah absolutely, doing very well. I think you want to be up there just to throw some fish around, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. do something man throw no. some fish or <laughs> uh okay so so let me be positive first and then i'll give a little critique i promise it won't be too bad but uh the scenery beautiful um the uh and the only thing i have this to compare it to really steven is uh, the vegas golden knights and what I didn't see the excitement that I saw in Vegas six years ago, right? Uh, it, it was just overwhelming. And I don't think it's really fair to, to, to compare the two, but that's all we can do because they're the two latest franchises. So, okay, great. I'm glad Seattle's got a franchise. I'm excited about it. I'm, you know, I know some of the people involved, um, Dave Hacks, all things like that. So, um, I'm excited for that. And I, I was hoping that ESPN was going to bring something, um, sadly disappointed, Stephen. I know it's their first crack at it, but sadly disappointed. And I could go through and pinpoint a number of things that depress me about it. But jeepers, come on, ESPN, pick it up a little bit. Wow, you're a 
You must be you must be a little bummed after the Suns lost the NBA championship last night. You must be in a better mood. No, I told you early that that wasn't going to happen. I told you way early on that one. But and for but, once and for once you were cor- correct on that because usually the opposite happens when you say something <laughs> is going to happen. But true, that is true. So so anyway, I was expecting. Um, it, this is the fastest game in professional sports. We can all admit it. It's the most exciting game in, in professional sports. Uh, the action is nonstop. And and you bring Chris Fowler on, and and, and, and it's like um, they're doing a documentary. <laughs> you know, uh, I wanted to hear hooting and hollering like you hear outside of T-Mobile, uh, whether it's a preseason or a regular season or whatever. I want to see some fanfare. I want to see some excitement. It, I got nothing. It wasn't even – it wasn't even nothing. like a – it wasn't even like exciting like college game days, which is what he's been involved with for years. Obviously, he does the the, the lead games for for college football on ESPN now. But I mean, he used to host college game day. And when you watch college game day, I mean, you see these college rabid fans out and you know and crowds of people rooting and hollering and, and all this fun and energy, and and kind of lacked that. And you know, to be fair to them, kind of, it lacked <laughs> it a lot. We're, it we're on the other, a lot. We're still on the other side of a pandemic, so I think people are still trying to you know figure out. How what's safe and what's not safe to be in crowds again and have that sort of excitement, and uh, you know ESPN. This is a, a new endeavor for them with with hockey again. They've had hockey before, but this is a new endeavor to in this era of hockey in the NHL, which is much different than when they had hockey pre lockout. And now they have the NHL again. But uh, but yeah, but, you know, but, but let me tell all... you, let me tell you though, this is this is um, things have changed since they had hockey before. It's gotten faster, more exciting, more explosive. The players are deeper and better. The teams are deeper and better. Uh, you need to bring some excitement to this sport. You can't just kind of walk through it like it's the Major League Baseball draft in the middle of the summer. Uh, you you got to fire which it is up. Kinda, and, which is kind of what, what they did. You know, they do they do the draft. And, and when you watch the NFL draft and you, when you watch, uh, you know, when you watch that, that's that's exciting. And it was and, riveting. And it's riveting. <laughs> even, on, even during the pandemic, Stephen, that was riveting. They, they made and, it exciting. And that was my biggest concern with ESPN taking over the, the rights and think, okay, they're they're interested in hockey again. Okay, they're putting all this money into it. And, okay, everyone's excited that ESPN, the worldwide leader, the is, is involved now with hockey. But you wonder, how much are they really committed to bringing it? Now, we can't, again, we'll have to see what happens when there's actually start games and all that. But, um, you know, it's – I don't know. I mean, and, and, and granted, ESPN wouldn't have had the expansion draft had NBC been able to do it because they were still going to be able to – be able to do the expansion draft and the entry draft, I think, but because of the Olympics starting this week, they, they was too much of a conflict for them, so so they had to bow out of that. So ESPN gets it, but and of course they take over. But yeah, I don't know. It's I you know I don't want to gripe on them too much. I'm not a I, I don't I don't think we'll be working for ESPN anytime soon, so I can say this. I'm not the biggest fan of them anymore, and I don't want to make this a, a bash ESPN uh, show, so I won't do that. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean it was it was disappointing. The scenery was nice. I, I really liked that. That was cool. Um, the and they got a beautiful like day in it. Seattle, which we all know doesn't happen often. So, uh, <laughs> so that was good. Um, yeah. I think they did a really good job of selecting players. I've been very impressed with the roster they put together. Um, it, it's clearly a Dave Haxtell, Ron Francis-style team, which is going to be big, strong, physical. Um, it reminded me an awful lot of when I talked to Coach Powers about selecting his NCAA team um, or putting it together for the first year, that that hybrid year. And he said, we're going to have to be old, we're going to have to be big, and we're going to have to play physical because we're not going to have the talent yet. 
And there's some talented players, but I'm Mark Giordano. Uh, yeah, okay, but he's, what, 15 years in the league? So it's not yeah. like he's a spring chicken here. I like yeah, that the was Jamie Alexis pick. I, well, I think they got him for leadership, Stephen. I think that was the deal there. I, I think they like his leadership, and he can still play, but he's not, you know, he, he's not um, Alex Petrangelo. He's not Shea Theodore. Uh, so there's a couple of them for you, but I like the Jamie Alexic pick. Uh, I like the Will Borgen pick, uh, Minnesota kid from Moorhead, Minnesota, about 100 miles from my hometown. Um, he was a good pick. I eight liked minutes. J- it took you eight minutes to get the Minnesota thing in there. Eight <laughs> minutes. Okay, go ahead and continue. <laughs> and I like the Joey Decord pick. I think he's going to be the sleeper of their goaltenders. Uh, I know that Drager is going to be the guy um, probably to get the crack at the starting role, but Joey's going to compete. And when Joey competes, Joey can uh, perform. And if they put some good defensemen, and they did a really good job of drafting defensemen with Dunn and Alexic, um, you just go down the list, Giordano, uh, they, they got some really solid defensemen. So they're building it from the goal out. They'll let their uh, their forwards, you know, kind of groom themselves. And, and I would guess on uh, Friday and Saturday when the amateur draft starts, there's going to be some uh, – some forwards drafted, some talented forwards. They got two, they got one, two, three first round picks this year. So, including the number two overall pick. So, uh, look for them yeah, to uh, stockpile some young, young offensive talent. And I don't think they're done yet. I think there's going to be some maneuvering between now and training camp. Yeah, very similar to some similar aspects of how Vegas did. By the way, Joey Decord already excited for that. He says uh, he couldn't be more fired up to join the squad at Seattle Kraken. Uh, not my first time starting a new team, eh, Sun Devil Hockey? So <laughs> there you go. So that's exciting for, for him to be able to get this opportunity. And hopefully he gets a spot on the NHL. They drafted three goalies, so uh, there will be some competition there. And, of course, there will be some uh, – someone will end up play, playing for Palm Springs when they when they join in and, and they become their AHL affiliate. But Well, let uh, me tell you this. One thing I know about Jordan Decord is he will compete. And he will be a great teammate, whether he's the number one, two, or three in Seattle. He will be a great teammate, and he will always push the others to be better. And if he passes them, he will take on the responsibility, and he will do it. He's uh, he's just that type of a player and a tremendous pick. Ronnie Francis and, and Dave Haxall knew what they were doing when they selected him because, let's be honest, the group that they had to choose from from Ottawa, um, there wasn't a whole lot there. So why not go get a really good young goaltender and take your chances on him? Because he, he's going to be a good one for years to come. He comes from a great pedigree. His dad, Brian, uh, runs his own goaltending school and has for years and has worked in the NHL and all over. So um, congratulations to Joey and, and the rest of the crew. Like I said, uh, I think Will Borgen is going to be a sleeper that they were able to get from uh, Buffalo. Um, he's, he's a very talented player as well. So we'll see what they do. But and how Seattle about, is and now how, officially a team. And how about the how about the brothers, uh, the Flurry brothers, uh, yeah. getting, getting picked yeah. and going to play together? That's that's another cool story that comes from this. Hayden Flurry, who played with the uh, Anaheim Ducks organization, and then uh, the other Flurry first name escapes me, but uh, but yeah, he, um, Kale Flurry or something, I think it is, and they get to play together. Not related to Andre Flurry. And I liked. I think uh, I saw a tweet on uh, a tweet a tweet on Twitter. Excuse me, to say that correct. A, a tweet, tweet on, on Twitter. T- a tweet on Twitter. Yes, <laughs> say that five times fast that uh, they now surpass uh, another team of picking the most flurries in an expansion draft because they picked two flurries <laughs> nice. and a Vegas nice. picked one flurry. In the, uh, but we'll have to see exactly how these two flurries pan out compared to what the one flurry for Vegas has meant to their organization. But but I do well, like that they picked a mixture of the of, uh, the of a lot of young players still, players that have, have some experience. But, yeah, as you mentioned, 
still pretty young and and also some some of that veteran uh, leadership as you mentioned with uh, somebody like Giordano um, but not a lot of and also um, Don Scoy getting Don Scoy from Colorado that was not Landeskog yeah. not Landeskog there was some discussion about whether what what they would well, do with there that. were two names Stephen Landeskog and and uh, Carey Price neither one of them were ever going to be uh, selected so uh, I mean you, when you do this you got well we'll get into that later we don't we don't want to get into the the money part of it and all that stuff because that's just part of uh, the draft. But um, we're, we're talking club hockey tonight. I wanted to start off with the, uh, the expansion draft, obviously, because it was just happening. It was fresh. But we've got the captain of UNLV, the, uh, the Skating Rebels. We're going to bring on Jared Erickson here shortly. Um, can I say uh, one other thing before we move on to that? Yeah. How about yeah. – and the NHL – I'd have to say the NHL is very smart, very creative in, in a lot of things. And the fact that they picked the – First game that the Kraken are going to play will be in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. I, I think was very, very well done by them uh, to, to, to do that because uh, you think about the two newest teams going to play each other. Seattle, their very first game in, in regular season game, they'll have some preseason games, but their very first regular season game will be in Vegas against the Golden Knights. So that'll be fun. And then their home opener, again, very well scheduled, obviously very appropriate. They're going to play Vancouver, which of course is just two and a half hours north across the border in Canada. And, of course, there's a lot of ties to the Vancouver area and that whole Pacific Northwest area. So that's a very appropriate uh, very appropriate home opener, too, their very first home game in their arena. They're going to play some preseason games, but they're going to be moving around Washington a little bit because their arena climate pledge, pledge arena won't be ready. So this will be their first game in their home arena, and it'll be against Vancouver. So that's very cool, too. Those, so that, those two things okay. are pretty cool, too. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and let's come back and introduce our uh, special guest tonight, the captain of the UNLV Rebels, Jared Erickson in about two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. 
I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's uh, our special opportunity and our special guest of the night, the newest captain of the UNLV Rebels, Jared Erickson, joining us. Jared, Scott, and Stephen with you tonight. Thanks for joining us. And how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you guys so much for having me on. All right, first one right off the get-go. Were you watching this expansion draft, or are you like, ah, I don't care. I, I play the game. I don't care about watching it. Um, I've been paying attention to it on social media a little bit, but I haven't really tuned into like the live broadcast or anything like that tonight. It okay. might have been just as exciting on social media <laughs> as it was on the ESPN broadcast, so you probably didn't miss much there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what um, I've been kind of following it on Instagram a little bit and Twitter, and you kind of see what – each team is kind of throwing out on the line. Like you saw, like Carey Price was out there and everybody was kind of entertaining those thoughts of might of what might happen. So it was kind of just uh, interesting to see what their lineup could possibly look like. Okay, I want to ask you this right off the get-go. What was the first thing that went into your head when you found out you were going to be the captain of the, the uh, UNLV Rebels? Uh, the first thing that I'd say that probably went through my head was um, – I'm like ready to work. I mean, uh, coach had reached out with like, um, he wanted to meet with me for coffee and he had kind of mentioned that I was kind of the next man up if, uh, Kirk Underwood had not returned and Kirk decided to move on from his uh, hockey career. So coach kind of reached out to me. We had coffee, we sat down he's like, Hey, what do you think about being the captain next year? And I said, Hey, I'd, I'd definitely love to. I mean, we have a great squad and I was definitely really excited for that. But I mean, for me, like nothing's really going to, change my team first mentality and kind of bring in the positive energy to the rink every single day. I kind of expected that was what I was going to hear from you. I know your work ethic. I've seen you play enough to know uh, that you're, uh, you're going to lead by example first and foremost. And uh, the talent that you have on your roster this year um, really uh, to me anyway, from an, from an outside looking in looks like, that's what you need to do is just lead, right? I mean, you've got so much talent, so many uh, great players that are chomping at the bit after last year. So um, what's the first order of business when you guys get on the ice? I think the first thing that we're going to need to do is uh, get our legs under us. I mean, it's kind of funny that we haven't really played a real competitive game in the last year and a half now coming up. So, I mean, I think just kind of getting our legs back under us and uh, practicing hard and kind of getting back into that kind of game mentality since, I mean, we have what our freshmen were two years ago are now juniors and they only have a year of experience, basically. So, I mean, it, there's going to be kind of a lot of learning curves that we're going to have to get over pretty quickly if we want to be a top-end team in the nation. Let me let me jump in there real quick, Scott. I, I asked about this. Is you, ha you guys didn't get to play games, but you guys still were able to – have some time on the ice and you did a senior scrimmage uh, last you know back in april or whenever it was 
How important do you think that was to be able to do something like that? Not only to, to honor the seniors that are were on the team and to be able to play in front of some fans, but to be able just to get out there as a team and play against, whether it just be against each other, but just to get out there and, and have some time out there as, as you guys do get prepared for this season upcoming. Yeah, that's right. I think that was an awesome opportunity. I mean, our freshmen that came in this year, obviously it was kind of a very untraditional year with all online classes and not having a season. So they didn't really know what college was really like, what the workload was like and what practice schedule was like. So for kind of for us to have like one real week of practice and then we had like a game at the end, even though we were scrimmaging against each other and uh, having like fans in the stands was definitely really exciting. So, I mean, I think that kind of gave the newcomers um, a little taste of what to expect. And I'm sure that they're pretty, pretty excited for this upcoming year. All right. I'm back on there, guys. Sorry about that. Had a little uh, connection issue, but uh, I missed most of that, that comment. So, Stephen, what was the, uh, what's the next step? Well, we, 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 were at, we asked him about his, uh, you know, how, how important it was for them to get out onto the ice uh, and play that scrimmage game they did in April. And he said that, you know, it was important, for, especially for the freshmen, to get out there and, and have some time out there, practice for a week and get out there and, and have that. So that was kind of where we went with that. Uh, but let me just ask you about your experience in, in Vegas, uh, Jared. Um, as you've now, this will be uh, your your third season, really, but this will be your second season you get to play. Um, what has it been like in, in Vegas? Um, you, you've seen the crowds at the games. You've, you've been able to experience the, the hockey mad city that is Vegas now. Of course, we just mentioned about Seattle, but obviously Vegas being so passionate about hockey here. What has that been like being here and just being able to be a part of it in, in this way, be playing with the UNLV? I think it's been awesome. Um, definitely, like, the right when, when the Knights got here, basically, like, people just started kind of going crazy, and hockey in the Valley kind of just continued to grow. And that's kind of what drew me out here. I played at Iowa State, um, ACHA Division One, my first two years, and then transferred out here for the last couple of years here. But that's what um, I also coach at Las Vegas Ice Center here. And just seeing the talent that's kind of been growing and the numbers that have been growing each and every uh, year that I've been coaching there, it's just been kind of crazy to see how many more and more kids and families are coming out to uh, support the hockey community and give hockey a try. So for me, it's been pretty unbelievable, and that's what um, I know the coaches have talked about this, and for me and myself, like being an alumni in the future, I'm really excited to see what the future of this program is going to be like. So, Jared, my follow-up to that would be, uh, having grown up in Minnesota in the state of hockey, but having been out in the desert now for 30 years plus, I initially I thought, ah, the hockey's not the same, but then I started to get acclimated to it, and now uh, when I hang out in Vegas – I think the hockey is very similar to the Midwest. I don't think you need to be freezing outside to have quality talent inside. Um, you've played at both levels now at uh, Iowa State at D1 ACHA and now UNLV ACHA D1. Is there any difference? Um, I think, I mean, from program to program, there's differences. From the level of play, I wouldn't say there is much of a difference, maybe just a little bit difference in uh, schedule. Sometimes uh, we end up having to play some like D2 teams that want to come into town. Like next year we're going to be playing Oregon, which they're going to be a pretty solid program from my understanding. And that's uh, something that we can't really take lightly, but definitely um, moving from Iowa out to here. I don't think there was much of a change as far as hockey quality. And it's kind of funny. You had mentioned you're from Minnesota. That's where I'm from Wisconsin. I played my juniors in white bear Lake and then our team moved down to new Ulm. And at Iowa state, we had, 
probably three quarters of the team was from Minnesota. So I definitely heard a lot of chirps about being a Packer fan. So uh, <laughs> that, that, was, that was always kind of fun to uh, engage with, with guys on the weekends, we'd have our games and then we'd watch the football games on Sundays. But now basically like a good third or fourth of our team now here is from the Midwest. So we all still kind of talk about the NFC North and give each other some crap about that stuff too. I'm sure it was an instant connection between yourself and Coach Vigneri Green about the Packers thing because I believe he's a Packers fan and you obviously you're a Packers guy and and so that must have been an instant connection there. But um, <laughs> just um, I, I guess I guess to follow up with that is um, you know when you when you look at when you look at the ACHA we talk a little a lot about that obviously on this show and and we've we've kind of talked about how talented the level of hockey is at, at this level compared to other uh, other levels and even NCAA level which it's it, there's not as much of a gap as there once was it seems like there's uh, the level of play whether it's ACHA the NCAA or even the pro levels it's it, the gap is closing uh, ever so slightly uh, ever as the time goes on um, would you say that's fair yeah absolutely that's what um I think it's kind of tough like in the nation's eyes you kind of throw the club label on it and you never really know what to expect. Like, you don't know if this is going to be a glorified men's league. Like, are guys going to be drinking beer in the locker room? Or are you going to have teams like our program, Lindenwood, like top-end teams like Liberty as well, that throw quality product on the ice? And it's uh, pretty unbelievable when you see what kind of support that they get. So that's why I think the gap is definitely closing, if not closed compared to mid to high-end um, NCAA Division three teams. And uh, I just think it's really neat that um, I kind of have the opportunity to kind of make that movement for our program, and hopefully we can become an NCAA Division One program in the future. Jared, I know this is going to be your first year that you're actually going to be able to play a WCHL schedule, but um, you guys came into the league as a, a member last year. And it, when we looked at it on paper, Stephen and I have, have had uh, – the commissioner on a couple of different times. And when we looked at it on paper, we said, oh, my goodness, the competition at all uh, rosters uh, in this conference is going to be unbelievable. Are you expecting the same thing? Um, yeah, most definitely. That's what um, When that roster came out, I had kind of talked to Coach Greener about that, and uh, we kind of talked about what our season was going to look like. And kind of from top to bottom, it's not like we had any like pushover teams. And even though we did have um, – that ACHA Division II team with Oregon coming into town, that's leading right up into Nationals, so it's not like we can take even a shift off. So it's definitely going to be a pretty tough schedule, and that whole um, conference that we're in is going to be – I'm expecting it to be pretty solid. Um, uh, I'm excited to play UCO, um, Central Oklahoma, at Iowa State. We played them a couple times, and they were a pretty gritty and uh, quick team, so I think that our quickness and skill will be able to match up good with them. And hopefully this year we're able to crack – crack the top 10 in the nation and kind of hopefully creep up into that top five and hold that spot. Cause that's a, that's where uh, our team believes that we can be. And that's where I want us to be at the end of the year as well. Okay. So you not only get WCHL opponents this year, but you're making some, some pretty uh, unique uh, trips and not only uh, the fact that you're playing a home and home with Illinois, but you're also going to Liberty, which I understand could be a midnight game, which might be your second midnight game. Uh, your thoughts on that? Oh, man, I'm pretty excited for that. I mean, you kind of see type, types of games like that on social media. You see Liberty always posting stuff that kind of ends up blowing up and kind of spreading spreading like a wildfire. So that's what we're really excited for that. 
and they have a, a pretty amazing facility over there. And um, they generally pack it on those types of nights and they have around 10,000 fans. And uh, even though we're playing at midnight, I mean, I think it would be uh, a pretty awesome experience. And I'm sure that none of the guys are going to have a hard time getting up for that game. How about you, Scott? Are you going to be able to get up and watch that game from wherever you're going to be? I'm going to need a real map, Stephen. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What about when you look at the other schedule, when you look at the rest of the schedule, Jared, uh, what, you know, you talked about playing UCL and you're going to play there. You Scott asked you about the midnight game and playing at Liberty, but um, just, you're right. There's no really easy t- team on this schedule this year. Um, so how much do you have, important is that as you guys try to have a good run in the national tournament that you're going to play a, a solid schedule of all the way through the through the season to keep you guys have to be at your best because every game is going to matter especially now being in a conference where every game is really going to be mean more than maybe it did before oh yeah absolutely that's what um top to bottom like we had mentioned it's a pretty tough roster i mean it's a pretty tough schedule and um we're gonna have to compete every single weekend i mean even if you say a team is quote unquote a little bit weaker than other opponents that we play. Like we still have to be able to do um, kind of put our a game on every single night because the algorithm for that weird ranking system is really picky on what they're looking for. And if we're not showing up against these quote unquote weaker teams, according to the um, website, we're going to end up dropping down even if we win by a couple goals. So we have to definitely bring our a game every single night so that we can climb up the ranks. And so that when we, we do have nationals. We do have a higher seed and hopefully we can get like a buy on the first day or we can have a kind of a play in game against like a lower 19 to 20 seed, even though that's where we were at last year and we know how good we were. So um, even if we have like a play in game, we can't take that lightly, but just kind of having that little bit of a warm up game, kind of uh, get your feet wet after a long travel day. I think that's really important for us as well. Yeah, that's very true. But I, I know that you guys will, are aiming very high. I know that uh, Coach Vigneri Green or Nick Raboni are because the, the the last couple times you guys did get to play in the national tournament, it was a 13 seed that you, they, UNLV got in at and had to play the 20 seed, and they won. And then the next day had to play a, a Ohio team, and they and weren't able to to do it. So having that first round by, I think, will be will be important for you guys um, and try to really make a deep run. But um, let me. Well, let me ask you this. So um, when you look at uh, one more thing about the schedule, I, I look at Grand Canyon as a team that I, I think we're, we're calling maybe a sleeper team in the WCHL. They're, they're really trying to uh, boost their roster. And really, even even two years ago when they played, um, there were some tough games with between you guys and, and Grand Canyon that were back and forth and, and really came down to the wire um, in some cases. Um, how tough do you think Grand Canyon might be for you guys this year? Um. I don't really know what to expect. That's what um, I definitely think that they're going to be better than we expect. I mean, that's how we kind of got into trouble with them the first weekend that we played them two years ago. I think we walked in, they were a brand new team in the ACHA Division One. They had moved up and uh, we kind of walked into their barn down there in, uh, um, I think they're just outside of Phoenix. And we walked in there and they took us to overtime. We were down like three or four to one going into the third period. And we were luckily able to claw back, but I mean, that was definitely something that we weren't really proud of as a team and uh, something that we can't really let happen again. So that's what, um, that's something that I'm going to really stress once that, that weekend does come around just because there's a couple different guys that are in the lineup that may or may not be normally in the lineup. doesn't mean that we can kind of take it off and we need to put our uh, foot to the pedal right away as soon as the puck drops. 
Jared, I want to ask you a little bit about the last 18 months because um, it's been unusual for, for everybody, but I think for ACHA athletes, it's even doubly unusual if I can use that term um, because you guys pay to play. You want to get your education, obviously, but you wanted to play, and some teams were allowed to play, some weren't. Uh, it was really weird uh, the way everything went last year. So how did you guys get through it as a team mentally, and how did you do it yourself mentally? Oh, man, yeah, it was such a, a mental blender, especially uh, getting our nationals canceled after we had had such a pretty strong finish to our season, minus that last game where we lost to Oakland. We were a little uh, sour after that. But, I mean, uh, the last 18 months has been pretty stressful, I'd say. I mean, trying to transition from in-class to strictly online classes was kind of tough and kind of managing your time and being accountable to kind of get your classwork done. That was kind of tough. And then last year we were hoping to play and we were all here on time expecting to kind of get that ball rolling. We were trying to get a October, maybe November start date. And then that got pushed back. The school was asking for a bunch of different paperwork from us. We held up on our end. We got our paperwork in. We were definitely expecting to play. And then come around early January, we still hadn't heard anything. And it was kind of to the point that we were like, coach, like we kind of need to know what is going to happen. So the coaches made one last push with the um, with the school, and they ended up declining us, and we had to cancel our season. So that was kind of a that was kind of a tough pill to swallow. And then uh, moving forward, we still had to deal with COVID protocols. So we couldn't really meet as as a team, um, so that was kind of weird. But we were still kind of having these open open skates that you could say. So we were still practicing. So it was just kind of like a weird, like trying to juggle, like what's going to happen and staying on the ice, trying to be as prepared to, as possible. Like, is the season going to happen or is it not going to happen? So then finally, when they did cancel it, it was, although it was such a heartbreak, um, it was a little bit of a relief for everybody because we finally had like an answer of what was going to happen. And at least we were able to move forward and kind of uh, worry about our studies. But for me, I kind of just like hung out with the guys, uh, got my schoolwork done, and then we would have practice like once or twice a week. So, I mean, it was kind of nice to stay on the ice, even though it wasn't as mentally uh, exhausting, you could say, as like a normal schedule. But it was still kind of nice to hang out with the guys and still be around the team in the facilities. And, Stephen, if I can, let me give uh, Jared one follow-up on that. Um, so now that it's all pretty much in the past, and I knock on wood when I say that because we don't want this variant to jump up and cause problems. But yeah, please no. It, it appears that everything's in the past. So um, all season long, Jared, I've been telling everybody that would listen to me that I think especially for uh, ACHA programs, it's important to be relevant. Even if you're not on the ice, to keep your name out there, to let your fans know that, hey, we haven't gone anywhere. We just have been prevented from playing. I think you documented that pretty well. But uh, taking that into consideration, um, what will you take and how will this past 18 months make it um, make you better, make you stronger, and, and, and persevere uh, beyond it? Oh, man, that's kind of a tough question. But uh, kind of for the first half of the question, I mean, staying relevant, I think our social media team has done an unbelievable job of putting together what they were able to with the little amount of time that we were on the ice and uh, kind of making us still relevant. I think that was a uh, pretty amazing um, everything that they've been doing and the things that they plan on doing for this season, which I'm really excited to see. And um, I mean, the last 18 months, it kind of shows a lot. Like 
what you can go through, like what you can mentally go through and still be able to kind of make it through to the other side. I mean, it's not like um, many of us pictured having our um, hockey careers cut short by a virus and nobody ever saw that coming. And that's kind of what led me up to decide to play another year. And I just kind of didn't want the virus to kind of uh, be the determining factor of closing my, now it's going to be 20 year hockey career. So for me, that was kind of, I love it. Uh, 20 year hockey career. <laughs> yeah. That's what I uh, started when I was five and now I'm 25. So uh, I just didn't really want the virus to kind of be the determining factor. And I kind of just wanted to give it one last kick at the can here. Okay, Stephen, I got to go with one more because this is sticking on me. But Jared, I've got two kind of quotes that uh, one is from Coach Berman down at uh, the University of Arizona, and he basically told his guys that you know uh, you control what you can control, and and you get through it that way. So that's one of them. And I know um, you know living here in Arizona, the, the Phoenix Suns made a run, and uh, one of the lines that their head coach has been saying all along is that. Um, anything that's worth anything comes on the other side of hard. And I think what you're telling me is that um, you're not going to let the pandemic win. You're going to show that, that you guys are tougher than that, and uh, you can go out and, and, and have success following uh, a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, there's a couple other guys that were in the same boat, and they decided to take a fifth year last year. And then, unfortunately – we didn't have a season. So they ended up kind of closing the book on their hockey career as well. And, um, that's what, I mean, I just didn't really want to give up. I just kind of felt like I had a little bit more left in the tank and I just didn't want to live with that for the rest of my life, potentially knowing that I played my last game a year and a half ago and I still have the passion and drive to kind of, uh, go for it all and hope for a, like a gold medal and a trophy this year. So we'll see what happens. And I'm definitely really excited for this year. All right, Steven. Okay, so you're excited for this year. You're excited for it to be back out on the ice. But you also you got to be excited to have the fans back in your games. Um, I guess just talk about – we, we kind of alluded to this more, but more in depth maybe on, on what the, the fans have meant to you guys as a team and what the support means, having almost every game packed and just the, the, the attention that they, they give you on social media and obviously the support at the games and, and maybe on campus too. I'm, you know, not on campus you are. If, if, if there's that too, it seems there is. So maybe just share all that and what that means for you guys as a team and as you guys are getting ready to play here finally after a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely really excited to have the fans back in the building and have full capacity and no restrictions or anything like that. And uh, definitely when you walk out of the – walk out of the locker room and onto the ice and you see a packed crowd, like it definitely fires you up a little bit and uh, definitely gives you some motivation to not kind of uh, quit. Even if you're down by a goal or two, like you can, it definitely can be mentally exhausting and having that crowd and energy there every single night is uh, it's pretty cool. And then um, walking around on campus, like people definitely look at you as a campus or as a um, athlete. And uh, I think that's uh it's pretty unique because uh, I don't think some, um, ACHA programs have that recognition on campus like we do. And I think our social media team is kind of the major factor to that and all the promotion promoting that they do and all the different um, promotions that they do. So I think our social media team is definitely helps us out immensely. And they're the ones that kind of get us that recognition on campus and throughout the Valley as um, NCAA athletes. And everybody kind of treats us like an NCAA athlete, even though we have that club label next to our name. Okay, so I got a two-parter for my last one. Then I'll let Stephen finish up with you. Um, my two-parter is this. Um, 
tell uh, the the rebel faithful, if you will, what they can expect out of you personally this year as a captain and a player. What kind of type of game are you going to bring to the ice? What have they missed over the last 18 months from Jared Erickson? That's number one. And number two is tell them from a team standpoint of what they can expect from this Rebels roster when they get on the ice. Okay. I mean, from a personal standpoint, I think that they're going to see a type of player that's going to try and lead by example, put defense first. Um, I'm the type of guy that kind of likes to block shots and get the energy on the bench up, likes to throw my body around a little bit and kind of do the, the dirty work. I like to go to the crease, pick up some rebounds. I'll score a pretty goal here and there. Like, don't get me wrong with that. I have a little bit of skill in there. I know it's not always uh, showing, but uh, I like to mix <laughs> Oh, I that think in it there. is. I think you've scored a few of those. <laughs> I like to mix that in every once in a while. But, I mean, I'm just the type of player that's going to try and bring energy every single night, um, not get caught up in the different types of emotions in the game, and uh, just kind of try and play my game and show my peers and my teammates that uh, you just have to give everything that you got because – this game doesn't last forever. And that's what, uh, this is my last year and I'm trying to go out with a bang and I'm going to give it everything that I got for the last, uh, 30 to 40 games here. So I'm pretty excited for that. And it's a little emotional for myself closing this 20 year um, hockey career. So I'm just going to go out there and give everything that I got and put my team first because I mean, if we're not going to be winning, nobody's going to be having fun. Our program's going to kind of go down the drain. We're going to drop in rankings and it's going to be kind of a sour taste in my mouth for the rest of my life. So I know that was a little, little drastic there but uh that's kind of the truth of it i mean but but truth truth and very good i might add yeah because i want to go out on top definitely for sure and then uh for our team it's it's pretty scary like uh we have 30 very good hockey players and i'm convinced that you can throw any player in any position besides goalie that's a little different that's a little unique we'll leave that to our attendees back there but I'm convinced that you could throw any player at any position in any situation, PK, PP, and I think that they would be able to thrive. So I think that's pretty unique. I think the coaches really need to um, consider what they want to do and what type of uh, standard that they want to have because if guys are going to be screwing around or anything like that, they easily have the opportunity to pull them out of the lineup and put them in the stands for a weekend or something along those lines. So that's it for our Rebel Faithful out there. I know that um, it's been a long time coming here. Uh, we have a pretty solid team, and we're really excited. I'm really excited. I don't really know what to expect with our team. Uh, just with all the skill that's coming in, I don't really know what a set lineup is going to look like. I'm excited to see our freshmen as well. So um, I would say that we're just going to be a pretty powerful team as long as that we're able to put our egos aside and kind of come together as one. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that we can be in the top five in the, in the nation as well as win um, – winner conference title and i think that would be pretty cool well said take it away steven let me ask let me finish off with two things one let me ask you about the golf tournament coming up in august that's always a fun event to kind of kick off your your guys' season with that Um, it's gonna be in a new location this year but it's always a fun event so maybe just um talk about the uh, the golf tournament and and what how fun that is and also then the second uh, part of that this is kind of separate to that but you can maybe talk about what what, what do you like to do in your free time? Kind of lighten things up a little bit. What, what does Jared Erickson like to do when he's not on the hockey f- ice and when he's not in the classroom? What do you like to do in your spare time? So first, golf tournament for UNLV, what, that, what that's like, and then maybe what do you like to do in your spare time when you're not playing and not in the classroom? Uh, the golf tournament is, is a lot of fun. That's what I mean. It's kind of our first opportunity to kind of get to know the freshmen a little bit. 
we generally kick off um, our season with the golf tournament and then we move into our camp. So that's kind of the first opportunity to kind of hang out with the freshmen for like a prolonged period for a couple hours and sit down, kind of get to know them. And um, it's really awesome for our program to kind of have that opportunity and have the support that we do. We generally sell out all of our 18 uh, holes with um, two with a foursome on each hole guaranteed. So that's what uh, you kind of get to know a lot of the sponsors that um, around around in the area and the amount of support that they show us is definitely unbelievable. And whether it's a financially or just emotional support, like we definitely appreciate it and every single dollar counts. And uh, it's really important for our whole team to show up there and show that we really care about these sponsors and uh, kind of get to know everybody and kind of just hang out and relax on the, the course for a little bit. So that's always kind of a fun opportunity. And then uh, we kind of get to heckle the coaches when they're on the tee boxes. So uh, that's kind of a fun opportunity too. <laughs> and then... Uh, I bet they just love us. that. I bet they just love that. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually kind of funny because the coaches, they're actually very good golfers. So uh, most of the time yeah. they put it right down the yeah. fairway and they, they shut us up pretty quick. They so shut you guys up pretty fast. Yeah, they're, they're pretty <laughs> yeah. good golfers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's always kind of funny. But then uh, for myself, I kind of just like to hang out... Um, I have a little dog that I always like to play with. Um, when it's hot out, I like to hang out by the pools and uh, kind of just relax a little bit. And then uh, I like to play some video games too. I, I mean, I'm a college kid, so uh, playing video <laughs> games, I think that's part of part of the culture and part of the nature. So uh, that's kind of what I like to do. I kind of just like to relax. Uh, I'm kind of a homebody, but uh, being from the Midwest, I, I got to come out here and uh, experience it a little bit. So I like to go down and kind of, venture around the strip or Fremont street a little bit. So, uh, that's kind of like what I like to do with my free time is kind of just relaxing, laying low and sometimes going out. Okay. Let's ask about the dog real quick. Um, we had Alex Tuck's dog, Teddy Tuck win best dog in the NHL fan vote last year. <laughs> so where does your dog compare to Teddy Tuck there? And, and when you're in, maybe if you're ever make it to the NHL and your dog's up for that, I'm sure your dog is going to beat his, right? I mean, tell us a little bit about your dog and uh, and how it compares to Teddy Tuck there for Alex Tuck's dog. Yeah, it's kind of funny that you brought that up. Um, I think a week and a half or two weeks ago, um, our social media team came here and did a little interview with me. And towards the end, they're like, "Well, what else should we? What else do you have? Any like old hockey pictures or, or jerseys that you have that we could put in the video?" I'm like, "What about my dog? I have like a little UNLV shirt that we put on her." <laughs> put it on here so it's kind of funny that you brought up my dog and then they brought up the dog so uh <laughs> she's gonna be getting a little bit of FaceTime here so it'll be kind of funny but uh people she, she people comes... people love dog pictures though people love the dog pics when especially oh, when yeah. something doesn't go right i think the golden knights are good. they say send us your dog pics because that immediately changes the mood <laughs> to a positive a positive out outlook if even if it's a bad game or a bad outcome send dog yeah. pics that usually changes the mood right away <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to relay that on to our social media team, but hopefully that doesn't have to come down to it. <laughs> There's not going to be any need for dog pics <laughs> yeah, for yeah, UNLV. Come dogs on. UNLV games, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of funny. When she was a puppy, uh, we brought her to – my girlfriend brought her to a couple games, and they hung out in the stands. So it was kind of fun, and she would come and run down in the locker room a little bit. The guys loved it. Uh, so uh, it's kind of fun, and it's always nice having the dog around. No matter how my day goes, I always have somebody that's going to be excited to see me at home. So definitely having my dog definitely boosts my uh, mentality and my emotions throughout the week. And especially during the pandemic, I'm sure having having that dog was uh, oh, yeah. having her was a big was a big help too. Oh yeah, I mean it's kind of funny. I'm sure that she was probably like freaking out once we kind of went back to our normal <laughs> schedules. Like, where is everybody? I've, 
used to having everybody here for 24 hours. So uh, definitely having my dog was awesome throughout the pandemic. And we had gotten here right before the pandemic in January. So then uh, it was kind of nice. She was still a puppy. We were able to kind of keep her on a set schedule and we didn't really have too many uh, potty issues, as you could say. See, there you go, Scott. That's the hard-hitting journalism right there that we get on oh, yeah, Club Hockey well Southwest Weekly. You don't get it on any other uh, podcast. No other podcast has, uh, the, has the dog talk like we do. Oh, uh, well done. Jared, thanks so much for spending some time with us tonight. Congratulations again on the captaincy. I know you're going to do a great job with it, and good luck this season. Um, you're a big part of uh, UNLV hockey, and you're now a big part of our week because this is NHL draft week for us. So thanks for taking part, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. I definitely had a, a good time. So uh, if you guys ever need anybody to talk to throughout a week or anything like that, feel free. <laughs> we to know where to find you. <laughs> yeah, maybe throughout the season too to see how the season's going. I'm oh, you know it. That. So just there you uh, go. shoot me. Don't a text. tempt me, Jared. Don't tempt me. Keep, I've got your right. number. Sounds good. <laughs> we got to keep you in line. We got to keep you and the team in line. We got to keep you. All right. The team in sounds line. good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, thank that's you. Jared Erickson. Thank Harrison, you very much, guys. Uh, Absolutely. That's the new captain of the UNLV Rebels. Steven and I are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly in three minutes. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas, while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is... You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, and we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona, where it looks like we're about to get dumped on in monsoon weather again. Stephen Marsh, my co-host as always, up in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, you know the drill. Every time we have a guest on, I got to get your feedback because I heard something. I want to hear what you heard and kind of summarize our visit with the captain of the UNLV Rebels, Jared Erickson. 
a man loves his dog, which is great. You know, he, he loves his dog, which is, which is, <laughs> which is great. Why did I know that was coming? <laughs> well, that was just, that was the last of the interview there. But uh, no, I <laughs> he he's a great uh, great guy. I think is going to be a great leader for this team. Um, you can tell just what he was saying, the tone of what he was saying, and during the, our conversation about how important this is to him and and for the, to himself to do well and for the team to do well. He doesn't want to leave his time at UNLV with this bad uh, taste in his mouth. So he, he knows that there's lots going to ride on him uh, as, as you would expect a good leader to say is being the cap being named a captain, isn't going to change him per se. He said that he said, he's still going to be the same person he is. And, and that's what you want. I mean, that's why these players get selected to be leaders is because of who they are. Um, without having that official title. Now he's got the official title, but uh, he'll continue to be the same that he is. And, and I think that'll be great for, for the freshmen in there and for the uh, others that are on this team. You know, you know, he's going to have, has lost a good number of players you know, uh, last year that didn't get to play. As we talked about before, when we had the senior scrimmage a few months ago, and it was like eight or nine players that, that are uh, leaving the team. I think there was some, question about whether some of them would come back but i think most of them are, are leaving that leaves quite a hole uh but somebody like jerry there is saying those that are are still there and those that are bringing in uh their good job of, of continuing the the process which is what you what you got to do at this level because it's not like the pros where there's not a lot of shuffling around or even though even that happens at the pro level but you know especially club sport college sports in general you know players come and go because of the you know they're in only school for a certain amount of time so you've got to keep keep that culture and uh and certainly he's going to do his part to to do that and and keep keep things going but uh it's going to be it's going to be an exciting year for them and and the uh importance that he feels obviously and to to do well for himself and for the team to have a, a successful season and to be one of those top teams in the ACHA uh, certainly at the WCHL but certainly the ACHA and and how important that is uh for them and, and for the Vegas fans and for himself and for everybody well, let me tell you what I pulled out of it. Um, number one is uh, we were speaking to a 25-year-old kid who has got a uh, 20-year hockey career. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, very, yeah, uh, it's very that, true. Very true. Uh, he was, he, so, you're listening to him, and it's like this kid is still a, as a senior in, in college here. Then that's when we asked him what he liked it. to do, and he said the video games and things like that, and and that's great. Yeah. And even some NHL players are in their 20s still play video games. So that's, yeah. that's, that's amazing. I get it. Me, but, I, that's cool. And I just I, turned 30, I just, so I feel old now because I just yeah, turned 30. Yeah, you know, exactly. and these players are in there. And I was once a 21, 22 going to school, and I thought I was hip and stuff. And now I'm 30, <laughs> and you're a little bit older than that. And I bet you really. <laughs> I thought that was classic. So that's the first thing that I grabbed from it. The second thing is um, he, he comes into his role as a captain to me anyway, from the outside over the last six years watching the UNLV program is he's following in the exact skates of everybody else that's come through there. I really missed the opportunity not to see uh, Kirk Underwood uh, captain a team because uh, I thought he might've been really, really good at that. It just uh, from what we had to talk with him on, uh, on past podcasts and things like that. Um, and I know boss and the way boss captain and, and uh, Cody uh, Williams, of course, when he was in there and uh, Eric Williams and their style. So I, I think he fits right into that mold. And I think things are going to go uh, very smoothly in the transition. So that's number two. And number three is uh, I think he's got a healthy load of confidence 
but also a healthy load of respect for the opponents. He talked about Liberty, Lindenwood, uh, the other teams that are uh, solid ACHA contenders every and year. Even and even Oregon, he too. He didn't want to yeah, overlook yeah. Oregon, too, a Division exactly. two team that's going to come in at the end of the season, realize that even though that's not a Division one team, they're a team that's trying to, you know, as we've talked about before, trying to prove themselves that they maybe can have some chances to make the Division one level. And, and, and he also said those were going to be their last games before the national tournament, so he knew – that they couldn't let up even in those kind of games as, as they're probably everything will be set by the time they play those games. And, and uh, they know how important it is. So yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and the final thing was, um, I, I think he realizes the importance. I mean, he broke down the computer rankings for us, which I know our good friend, Dana Lane will love, but <laughs> he broke down the importance <laughs> of, uh, of beating the computer at its own game. And that means, competing every and that's single not easy night. To, and that's and, not easy to do. That's not easy to do. No, not at all. So I, I think he's going to uh, be a terrific leader. I think the Rebels are going to have a terrific season. And um, when you, if you're able to have success in the WCHL this year, I think you have found a secret to having success in the NC uh, in the ACHA National Tournament. All right. Anything else we need to bring up before we say goodnight tonight? Well, since we're talking UNLV stuff, they had their uh, newsletter come out. A couple things. We kind of touched on this. The, the golf classic, we asked Jared Erickson about that. That's coming up. Uh, but the date for that is set. It's on August 27th. It's going to be in a new location this year. It's going to be at Revere Golf Course. In the past, they've done it at Bears Best. But this year, it's going to be at Revere Golf Course. Um, and then so there's information about that online. Uh, the price is $175 an individual or $600 for the foursomes. And they'll have prizes and other things as well. And there's also sponsorship opportunities. People can can get a sponsorship one of the holes as as we've done in the past with the one that we had last year. We were our sponsor one of the holes. So um, so that's always an exciting event. And that's kind of like he said, as, as he said, that's kind of the kickoff of their season. Um, they'll get together, have that golf tournament because school starts right around about that time. And then they have their uh, their inner scrimmage uh, uh, game coming up in September. I just saw they added that to their calendar. September fourth, they'll play each other for an inter squad game at 7 p.m. Uh, at City National. So that'll be exciting. And then their first game, as we've mentioned, for UNLV is October 1st against Illinois. Um, they also have their season passes available now so people can can go online there. See, I'm doing all the plugs, so UNLV should should consider <laughs> keep, keeping me aboard. And have, <laughs> although you're going to keep me plenty busy with yeah, everything we've got going on. You're going to be so. swamped. You've got no time <laughs> so, for anything else. So, my friend. You're not I, even going to sleep. But they got, they're got they in good hands. They've got some good guys uh, running the ship there over there now with the social media and everything. But let me say this, though. The season uh, passes are returned. I'm just reading it off what they have here, so it's not like I have any inside information. But um, So season tickets, season passes are available. People can go to their Twitter page, and there's a link there, and there's some information about that. I don't have it up at the moment, but uh, there's some information about that. And, and the other thing it. I will throw out is uh, I would guess that we're going to hear from the University of Arizona very, very soon because the AHL schedules came out. So I think uh, Coach Berman yep. now probably has a handle on uh, when their games will be played, and I would expect their schedule yep. soon. I reached schedules out to are, Oklahoma. I, I think the schedules are already out, I think. Uh, they haven't been released to the public yet. The home opener was released for the Silver Knights, and uh, we actually know that they're going to play Abbotsford. Tomorrow. That's going to be exciting. Uh, tomorrow. I think the NHL schedules will be out Friday. The AHL schedules will be out. Yep. Um, so we know that Henderson will first home game will be against the uh, Colorado Eagles, and then they know that the Abbotsford Heats or the Abbotsford Canucks first game uh, at home. And well, you almost fall with the Heat. Against, no, I know, I, Abbotsford I did. Canucks. Abbotsford Canucks. <laughs> 
is going to be their first game in Abbotsford will be against the Silver Knights. So that's kind of exciting there. Anyways, that's a little, that's a different show for a different time. But, but yeah, you're right. Because the HS schedules are out, Arizona will have, they probably already know what it is and they can start planning theirs and, and we should know more information about them very soon. Go ahead. What you were saying about Oklahoma. Okay. And all, in all fairness, I did reach out to Oklahoma. I understand their coach uh, spends his summers in Colorado, so he's a little difficult to reach, but I did want to reach out to them and we will get them on and talk about their schedule as we do with the, uh, Every team that comes along and uh, puts the schedule out there, we want to have them on. I know Grand Canyon on uh, the next week or so will have their schedule out. Uh, we know the teams and we know first or second semester, but we don't know the dates. So once we know that, we'll have Danny Roy on as well and uh, go from there. So we will continue to bring you all the club hockey action. Steven, it's getting closer and closer and closer. We're under 90 days now. We might be under less than it's, 60 days, huh? Or around 60 it's, days? It's I have to pinch myself, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed because, as you mentioned, the the virus is kind of still out there, and it's it's getting a little scary in some situations. But um, but you know, people can get vaccinated if they want. Hopefully, they will. That's going to be our best chance to fight through this. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we we started the show what 2020, beginning of March or so, or February, end of February. He asked me to do this. I said sure, and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Let alone know we'd have to guide ourselves through a global pandemic and a whole season being lost. You thought you were going to Texas. <laughs> we yeah we right we were preparing to go to texas and that didn't happen and i was looking forward to that and then you know but that's okay that's we've, well I've, st louis I've, will be just as good oh I'm, sure, oh I'm sure it will be i'm sure it will be and all the places that maybe we'll get to go throughout the regular season but uh it should be exciting and finally fingers crossed we'll get to october or even earlier than that with some some just the buzz of seasons getting ready to start up and we'll have um We'll have some hockey here soon for the uh, ACHA. The NHL season just ended, but the 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 NHL season is going to start up sooner than we know. AHL season's here, going to be here. A, uh, ACHA season's going to be here. There's going to be so much going on and so much uh, so much coming in the horizon. So we get through these well, summer we, months. We have we have until about the 21st of uh, August, and then from that point, the golf tournaments start, and then it just gets rolling from there on all levels. So stay tuned with us and uh, we'll say goodnight. Uh, you can uh, take it away and we'll say goodnight with Roger Klein, the peacemakers following your little read. Club hockey Southwest weekly has been brought to you by boost mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or your child's first phone, go to boostmobile.com and click on deals to find the phone. That's right for you. Uh, Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. UNLV Hockey, play ACHA D1 Hockey in mad Las Vegas. Go to rebelhockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. Pal, the all-natural way to take the funk out of your sports equipment or your office at oxypal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. By Summer Skates, summer's here and the ice is going to need some help. Get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Uh, the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveforman.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. 
and available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app, ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Shush, Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay, so that that wraps up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, and that is show number, what, uh, four of six this week. Yeah, you're not done this week, are you, Scott? No, we got a couple more to go. Tomorrow night we're going to break down the the expansion draft, and Saturday night we'll break down the amateur draft. Uh, We will have Tom Callahan on, the former voice of the uh, Nashville Predators and the former voice of the Tucson Roadrunners, and now just a flat-out NHL analyst. We'll have uh, Tom on and uh, break everything down for you. So stay tuned for our busy week. Stephen and I will be back next week with another great guest. Our thanks to Jared Erickson, the captain of the UNLV Rebels hockey team, and also to uh, Nick Raboni for uh, for setting things up for me. Every time I ask Nick to do something, he jumps right on it. It takes him like a minute. <laughs> so uh, thanks, Nick, for, for all that you do for us as well. Thanks, Jared, for coming on. And, Stephen, great job as always. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Good night, everybody. Have a good week, everyone.